Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tam, our sponsor for this week is Amadio Wines. Ooh, I dated Amario once. It's not Amario. No? It's Amadio. But it sounds Italian, right? It is absolutely Ooh, Italian. Delicious. And they make beautiful wines. They're a South Australian winery with their vineyards up in the Adelaide Hills. And they've just launched a brand new series ready for summer. Oh, the one I love is the wine in their new collection, which is called Pecorino, a tribute to the grape variety that Amadio is renowned for growing and, in fact, grows for wine companies across the country. Tam, there is nothing better than just either on your own with your girlfriends, with your partner, whatever, just chilling out with a nice glass of vino. And a bowl of pasta. Or, <laughs> or cheese, whatever, yeah, whatever it's going. I reckon, lady, you, you live on this stuff, don't you? I do. It feeds the soul. They're looking after our MABN listeners by giving them a special 20% off discount. Just enter the code MABN at checkout at amadiowines.com. Hello and welcome to Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. That was the creepiest hello. Hello. Well, I was actually copying hello. it from the um, the guy on that commercial for National Tiles. We have this ad again, and it's creepy. <laughs> the girl's hello, and it's just should I start again? Okay. The podcast for the mother who is flying by the seat of her cave woman animal skinned knickers. Wow, you can really be a cave woman. That is so, what the, where did you get that from? That is, that's that's so, lady. It is not so. Presented by Chanel Franklin, which is me, and the absolutely legendary Tamara Linky. Oh, that's a bit of a compliment. Yeah. The cave woman thing. It's because we're talking about stuff that's real weird. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's super weird birth-related so things, right? And beyond. Birth and beyond. Just anything to do with motherhood or parenthood that's weird. Wow. So, y'all want to talk about mama. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Motherhood. Beautiful nightmare. Go, Mama! This is going to be quite fun. <sighs> How are you feeling, little lady pants? I'm good. Are you? 
Yeah, I am. How are you? Yeah. Oh, it's busy time of year leading up to Christmas and I know you're busy. I'm uh, freaking out because everyone's telling me I need to go to the shops to buy things because there'll be nothing on the shelves when there is Christmas. But it's true. I know. Because, you know, we're but being I I'm not. I'm not appreciating the fire that's being lit under my ass for this. <laughs> I have a good excuse. I was thinking when they don't have much under the tree, I can just be like, well, it's COVID, you know, this is what's happening. We can't get things, mm. you know. Yeah, Santa couldn't get here because he wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> uh, he's an anti. <laughs> Santa's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> maybe, who knows? He's a man of the world. Anyway, or maybe he doesn't need it. <laughs> I hope no kids are listening to this in the car. Santa, are you wearing a mask? Yeah. Yes. Will he wear the mask? Actually, I'm wondering if he has to change his gloves at every house. <laughs> Goes around with rubber gloves. <laughs> yeah. Leaves them on the on the side for you to dispose of. Oh, Santa twenty twenty one. And he, you can't put out any food for him. All right. Yeah, like the biscuits and the yeah, milk. Because he won't want your manky food. No, who's been touching that? Yeah. Everyone with their dirty oh, dog dear. fingers. Anyway. Just to digress slightly, I seen something on Facebook this morning that made me laugh. I found another animal with a fantastic name. <laughs> Go on. And what I, was it? And I what? just love this. It was a corgi called Neil. Neil. <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh, Neil had forgotten about that name. How good's Neil? And Neil. And apparently her, and little, you know, he's quite chubby. Bless him. Oh, that's quite fat cute. corgi lover. And apparently the son named it after Neil Armstrong. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow, Neil. Wow, you can really name a pet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with that wow, you can really dance thing off wherever it is, Instagram or the interweb, wherever you like to find your your dances on the web. And, uh, yeah, anyway, so everything's wow. Everything's wow. But but I would say that's really smart of the kid. Like I'm kind of jealous. Like why don't – well, my kids wouldn't do that. They're like called the cat cuddles. The dog probably would be like – Poofball or something. Poofball. Oh, I don't know. They're not gonna. They're not very creative with the. Hey, I'm inspired by a great man or woman. So this and kid gonna... comes in and says, "I'm gonna name our corgi Neil after Neil Armstrong." That's how he talks. Yes. <laughs> you must. Is it Prince Charles? <laughs> oh, probably is with a corgi. That's probably yeah. what he said. Oh, mummy, we not must name our puppy Neil. Neil, Neil, <laughs> mummy, we must keep up with the with the future and with people in the tech space, mummy. It is Neil or Buzz. Why couldn't he go with Buzz? That would have been heaps better. Buzz Aldrin. He was the other one. Buzz is a good no- name for a dog. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. anyway, this episode is okay. That's weird. Okay, that's weird. Okay, that's weird. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it is, and so was that. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. I do things like that to Kai all the time in bed. Like we'll be lying there and then he'll have his eyes closed and I come right up to his face (laughs) and then I do like a crazy face, like like just pull all these faces and (laughs) and he can sense that I'm there. And when he opens his eyes, I quickly pretend I'm asleep (laughs) so he can't see it. And then we'll end up, he'll catch me and then we'll end up just laughing. It's pretty funny. Try it at home. You know what? Being married to you would be an absolute dream. He just has to, oh, yes, has to. I think he finds it somewhat painful. Like when he really <laughs> wants to sleep, he's like, can your face get out of my face right now? <laughs> you're sniffling and got a cold and you're all in his face. Do we... <laughs> Where was I going with that? 
basically we're weird talking things. weird things. When you hear things and you and someone tells you or you read it on something, you go, okay, that's weird. We've made a list of things through our research. We have. And I want to share them with you. And they're all relating to weird ways people have given birth or, you know, places that they've given birth. Or things they've done. Yeah, things they've done. Traditions, just, cultures, you yeah, name it. Yeah, that you might not know about or There's you might know. And weird we, shit out that's there. That's right. And we investigated big time. So we have some great stories. Um, let's just eat the placenta for a minute, lady. Uh, <laughs> go with me on this. Just quickly. That's a weird one, isn't it, in itself? Well, it is. Some women put it in the freezer. Well, I think they think it's because it's um, it's got some nutritional value. It's meant to help with postnatal depression is the, the go, but apparently science says that there's no well, evidence. Well, they say there is no evidence no. at all that it provides any health benefits. In no. fact, it can be harmful to you and your baby. Because of the bacteria, right? Because it's like a dead piece of flesh. Yeah, so mm. they're trying to – yeah, so it's actually, again, as you said, preventing postpartum depression – reduce bleeding, improve mood, energy, milk supply, and then there's a big part in bold that says, actually, it does none of that. Don't have it. It's bad. Yeah, from what we've read. From what we've read. So we're no experts. Yeah, but disclaimer here, (laughs) we're just commenting, okay? (laughs) We're commenting. Yeah, it's just commentary on the things out there. I mean, I can see why people would probably want to do it, you know, maybe animals do it. I don't know if they do. Maybe the cave women did it. Yeah. Maybe they sat there and gnawed on it. Oh. Oh, you'd love it. You love a bit of pasta. It's like a bit of fettuccine, really, isn't it? Yeah, you cook it up. Yeah. It's like some bacon. Can I ask, is it the actual – I never thought of it. I've always thought of it as the cord. Are they talking about the whole placenta as well, the actual – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's big. You've got oh. a few portions out of that. Oh, Kai saw mine. He was like, like I no. saw mine. Did I you went, see it? Yeah. yeah, well, I kind of asked too. <laughs> I, I said, oh, what have you got there? <laughs> it's my lunch. <laughs> and the doctor very clinically put, held it up like two bat wings kind of thing and he just went, oh, well, here's your placenta. It's quite nice. It's in good tact and it's got good colour and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm going, um, put it down. I don't want to see it anymore. Yuck. Yeah. You've done your job. Now you go in the bin. But that's the last <laughs> thing that you want to see when you've just had a baby. It's like, why are you showing me my internal organs? Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you had a good one about what some women do when they have given birth. So I read something recently about new mums licking their babies after birth. Cats do it, horses do it. In fact, most mammals lick their babies straight after birth, but humans don't. Well, because cats not many don't of us. have opposable thumbs that they can turn on a tap <laughs> and bathe the baby. Like, I'm sure cats would be dreaming of it. Like, oh, my God, why do I have to lick this thing? It's because they can't, like, run a bath, Yeah, you know? well, you know, imagine your baby's got a lot of hair on its head. You're like, ah, f- furball or something. Oh. But the reason yeah. is, uh, one of the reasons is to remove the scent of birth to ward off predators. Yes, but we're not living in caves. No, we're not. Anymore. For someone going to come and eat your child. But I guess it's a good bonding experience. Maybe the women find it's like a bonding thing yep. as well. Or to maybe consume the nutrients that's part oh. of the... I'm sorry. What does it taste that like, you reckon? Me... It looks like feta for oh. Vernix, doesn't it? <laughs> a bit of feta. It's like a smeared in feta. Well, maybe if you could think about it like that, it might be tastier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So by licking the newborn... <laughs> <laughs> smear some olive oil and just have a side of cucumber. I'm wrapping in a lettuce and, you know, Bob's your uncle. And your sanchoy bow. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. 
Oh, quick disclaimer here, we're not eating the children. No, we don't want to eat the babies. licking them clean. That's not so us. I think by licking a newborn's face, um, the mothers make sure that the baby's nostrils are clean. Again, just wipe it with a flannel. Yeah, get the old yeah. towel out. They say it's bonding with the baby. Yep. Look, I just prefer to do skin to skin, don't you? Yeah, I like that they clean it up. I mean, everyone's different. They might like that feta-infused baby. So not all women do this, um, but in specific, the Tibetans and the Inuits. Yes, yes. So where are they from tomorrow? Canada. Mm, very good. That's right. Oh, tick, tick. One thing that does make me laugh about this is because, you know, some babies aren't born with a lot of feta cheese on them and some are. Yeah. However, one of my friends, Belinda, when she gave birth to her daughter, um, pooped at the same time as you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And her daughter was covered in shit. Yeah. <laughs> so- Lick, lick, lick. And they handed her her daughter and there's your baby. She's like, she stinks. Oh. <laughs> oh, get her off me. They could have at least cleaned that up. Jesus. I think they did, but she was just, she could smell poo. She goes, I've got my daughter. I was really traumatised. I meant to have this amazing experience. Spirits. No one does. No. Nope. She's, <laughs> she's got poo all over her. Nice. Yeah. That's like I was – it's totally a different thing. But I think some of the, sometimes you think when you're going to go into these experiences that you're going to feel all the feels yeah. and all the warmth. Because that's what and we're told by even, social media. I was talking with a friend yesterday at lunch actually that at my wedding I was getting married and it was so surreal. I had no feeling. I was quite numb. Like I wasn't feeling like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm marrying the man of my dreams. I wasn't thinking this is wrong or anything, no. like, but I just wasn't feeling as elated as I thought I would. I was just kind of looking at the flower arrangement going, oh, that's a bit wonky, <laughs> you know, like, mm, you know. Same I don't know, it was thing, very strange. And I was disa- to birth, right? disappointed in myself, yes. Yeah, but I think it's okay. It's quite common. Yeah, or you go, I didn't cry. Oh, was I meant to cry? I meant to have this, this you know, moment of, oh, yeah. and it's not like that. It wasn't like that when I had Ollie because he wasn't breathing when he came out. So it was very like, you know. Shocking, yeah. Yeah. There was no time to lick him or summer. Not that I would because that's. <laughs> <laughs> Take him away. For I haven't licked him yet. I haven't licked him. <laughs> Let me lick him. Are you crazy? It's a, bit, it's a bit like Ron Burgundy. Let me lick you. Let me lick. <laughs> what was that? In Anchorman. Yeah. He wants to lick the that. dog. He loves the dog so much. She's like, let me lick your face kind of thing. Oh, it's disgusting. The dog's got a retainer on. He's absolutely disgusted by him. But anyway. <laughs> Going on from the placenta, you'll love this. Have you heard of the lotus birth? No. Oh, my gosh. So this is a new trend that's happening. Lotus birth is when you carry around the placenta after birth, so it's still attached to your baby because I guess a lot of people believe that it's – Oh, it's, it should be natural. It shouldn't be chopped off. It should just naturally fall off, you okay. know, like it probably does with other mammals. Anyway, one woman in England called her placenta Alice. So she <laughs> named it. <laughs> she named it. Kept it in a pillowcase for I think five days, and pre- pre- this is <laughs> this is my favourite thing. And I also think I'm going to get some cooking tips from her because she's preserved <laughs> it with Himalayan salt, thyme, and lavender, but homegrown, of course, or organic. Uh, and then had a gratitude ceremony for it <laughs> after it when it died and fell oh. off. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. D- delicious. <laughs> P.S. 
She's preserved it with what? With Himalayan sea salt. It can't be but from can't be from anywhere else but the Himalayas. Why, okay. is it, why is thyme best in, of the best? What's with thyme in there? Well, it's lovely herb. <laughs> it's not a chicken for crying out loud. Like it's a. I get like if you're gonna preserve it, use some other things. Oh, okay, rosemary. Fair Ro- enough. Ro- <laughs> rosemary. <laughs> exactly, lavender homegrown. For crying out loud, does she dig the salt from the Himalayas herself? <laughs> she went there. Oh, with. In the anyway. hope of detaching Alice. Yes. <laughs> Alice. <sighs> what yeah. would you call your placenta? Yeah, what would I call it? Oh, could you give it a boy's name? Yeah. I can't think you could, couldn't you? Yeah. Graham? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Graham. <laughs> Except I'd be very lazy with mine. There'd be no Himalayan salt. It'd just, I'd forget. I'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, I forgot to pack it with a bit of lemon <laughs> and market grape yeah. salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And table salt, table salt, bit of pepper, oops. You know, I quite like chilli. Not the, the stuff that's, that's freshly ground, no. like that powder poof, stuff that's oh, in there. Oh, God knows. What about you? Well, I'm laughing because Graham's my father-in-law's name, so I wouldn't be able to use that. <laughs> you know, you couldn't. I could. Thanks, Graham. It's a great placenta name. I quite like Rhonda. No! <laughs> Carrying her around with you? Bloody hell. She'd be a pain in the backside, literally. <laughs> What's in your backpack? Oh, my giant placenta called Rhonda. <laughs> oh, because yours is much better called Graham. <laughs> Graham would be this. Mine was quite small and shrivelly, I reckon, with Wolfie. So, yeah, it'd be small and shrivelly with a little moustache. <laughs> Does Graham have a moustache? No. He has before. Yeah, there you go. Mm. See, I knew. Graham and uh, Rhonda, the placenta, they could date. <laughs> okay. What do you reckon about in Hawaii you can go swimming with dolphins and give birth in the ocean with the dolphins? That sounds That's really amazing. relaxing, right? Mm-hmm. Can't tell you why people do that though. Why? Because they think if their babies are born, they're going to be able to communicate with dolphins. <laughs> So because they come out and the dolphin will be Tamara speaks fluid dolphin. I do. Well, because I was born with dolphins, clearly, Mm -hmm. no. But, yeah. I'd be too worried about the bloody sharks coming with the blood in the water. True, actually. Never thought of that. Great white shark. There's Bruce from Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. Fish are friends, but a baby in a placenta, yummy. (laughs) A placenta called George and there you go. Yeah, but that's crazy, right? Like, I mean, I I like the idea of the swimming with the dolphins. It sounds very relaxing. Usually when you you. learn something, though, Mm. you need to learn it a few times. They don't just pop out into the water and then can... They're fluent in dolphin. No. Maybe the dolphins don't want to be part of your experience. I did think about that too. Like imagine you go well, with the dolphins. a bit over it. Well, we've had, we've had 18 births <laughs> today and the water yeah. is murky. She shit herself. I'm over this. I'm not hanging around this pop school stand. I'm out of here. All the mates swim <laughs> off into the sunset. Oh, my goodness. Actually true. They don't, no one asked the bloody dolphins, did they? No one's asked the dolphins. Poor dolphins. Just, yeah, they've just lured them in with some fish and then oh. said, right, there's this naked pregnant lady. Where's the husband while this is happening? Who knows? Probably run for the hills. <laughs> or he's to the side in a life jacket bobbing up and down. <laughs> yeah, how far out are they going? Are they taking a boat and just dropped in the ocean? Or is this like, like walking from the beach or, you know, we need to set this up. I Nah. Yep. No. Yeah. Anyway, so that I love. I like that one. I'd probably go with that one out of all of them. Actually, no. This mm, is my shucks. my favorite. An orgasmic or ecstatic birth. Oh. Apparently, point three percent of women who give birth 
orgasm whilst they're giving birth. Okay. So it's quite enjoyable and it's meant to help with the pain. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. You would have like 20 kids. Because I think you need something <laughs> else you you need to think about during that time. It's like, oh, there's no time to think about whether you're having an orgasm or not. No, but you maybe that some out. women it just triggers something, right? But I think that whole idea of it is not explored and there's a lot oh, of stigma. Oh, it happens. They're not doing happen. it themselves. No, it's right. like a, yeah. Uh, but the stigma associated with is you shouldn't be having any sexual feelings while whilst giving birth to a child. Yeah, right. But, you know, I think it's all part and parcel of the weird and wonderful thing that is our bodies. You and know, things are a bit bloody weird sometimes. You know, some men, probably not my husband, um, but there's some men that want to feel the sympathy pains Certainly of the not woman. Dan. I can't imagine many. But there are some that really want to embrace it and be part of it and experience it. And Can I some, say something? Yeah. It's not your job to then try and emulate that level of pain so that you can sit on the couch after and go, well, I know because I pushed a button and I felt it too, okay? So yeah. you're not you're not all on your own there, heroic yeah. love. Yeah, okay? it's probably why they're doing it. So they've, you know, they've got a reason to justify everything later. So Kavade syndrome is actually men who have sympathy um, pains for their <laughs> wives. Abdom- oh. They actually have the abdominal pains, like contractions. <gasps> yeah. So there's old Sam sitting on the couch and suddenly his wife goes into labour and he's there going, Like phantom oh, pains. Oh, yeah. Wow. And some actually do it on purpose and put electrodes. You can put electrodes oh, on there and they to try and simulate contractions just to... I would Why send, would you do that? I would absolutely send Dan packing if he pulled a stunt like that in the delivery room. I'd be like, you are helping no one. That is exactly right. Dial a doula. Yeah, get out. <laughs> Dial it. I love it. Dial a doula. <laughs> love it. Well, who are you right now? Country shaz. Shaz a shaz. Shaz a shaz. That is the weirdest thing. I would, I'm sorry. Women go through enough, regardless of how they give birth, the fact that they've given birth is, is a major thing. Oh, yeah. So we don't need you adding to that and taking away from what we're doing. No. It's a solo mission. It's a solo mission. And we're happy to take that on. We're the pilot. We may, we may not know where we're going or what's going to happen at the end of the journey, yeah. but we, you know, we don't need the co-pilot. We need the co-pilot being the co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. To, to run the errands, to say the helpful hints, to massage, to keep a calm face um, but an encouraging face and just be there when you are needed. And literally lend a hand that you can squish and dig your nails into. Yeah. 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 Mm. And cop some abuse. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> A couple of celebrities I've got here that do some funny things. Now, oh. there's a lot that do many daft things, but two of these stood out to me. Giselle Bunchen, Yes. The supermodel. Yeah. It was reported that she avoided using diapers altogether from birth, right? Okay, so, yeah. So what she would do is communicate and hold her son over the toilet after breastfeeding. The outspoken supermodel and entrepreneur created more controversy, voicing that breastfeeding should be mandatory. Oh, okay. Although you're well, not helpful. There's two parts to that, I think. Because I've known some people who did the whole toilet training from birth, like holding what? over a bucket and stuff. I just I think it works, but I don't know if I don't. I think there's an issue with babies can't actually control those muscles yet to hold in the poo. Hence no, it, why it they needs to be um, the fact that the brain's communicating with the bladder. Yeah, they haven't learned to quite do all that it yet. It goes through. Mm. So. You know, once they get that 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 those two things see, and that's why so many kids toilet train at different levels and different ages because because some do it really early and some are a little bit later because yeah. that that 
messaging hasn't connected up yet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you don't anyway, want to you don't want to give them any anxiety. But, calm down, Giselle. But man, mandatory breastfeeding. But it makes no sense. Not everyone can breastfeed. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, come on. Where's she living in a little bubble of breastfeeding? Well, Giselle, just keep your boobies to yourself, would you? And one more from Hillary Duff. Oh, Hillary Duff up the Duff. Hillary Duff is up the Duff. And she is a bit duff because she kept the stump from the umbilical cord. Yeah, but my mum did that. I mean, I saw it years later. It was quite you, normal. Do you look at it and oh no, go. I'm wondering if mum chucked that out. Yeah, actually, now imagine comes, she discovers it years ago and goes, Ugh, pff, "What's that?" Actually, rank? I think did I keep it? I reckon I questioned should I keep it, and I was like, "That's actually makes me feel sick." What am I going to do with it? It's got to go in the bin. Yeah, so I put it in the bin. But I think it's quite a tradition that people keep it, lady. I kept the hair from their first haircut. Okay, yeah. Well, that's not weird either. A weird box of hair in your house. It's just <laughs> as bad as the placenta. Stick it with the teeth, the placenta and the hair. Ugh, it's oh, like I a crime it. scene. Jeez. <laughs> or just keeping their DNA Did for future. Did you keep your kids' teeth? I um I have kept a couple, but now I'm thinking I don't need to keep keeping them, surely. But I'm scared to put them in the rubbish bin. Because what if someone finds them and then tries to clone my child out of the tooth that they've found? Well, is smash that possible? It up then. Okay, like grind it. Okay, now that's what it is. In your coffee machine, grind them up. Oh. No, I'm joking. That's absolutely with the placenta. Just, make a beautiful coffee. Well, you know what? You can just go outside, dig a little hole, and put oh, them in there. It. That's cute. Okay, I'm going to do that. Mm. Mm. There's some random, wacky, absolutely absurd things that went on for young mothers back in the day. Some things that we'd hear now and go, you're actually serious. So one of them was breastfeeding mothers were given a stern warning in the 1916s. Don't feed your baby when you're angry or else you'll give it colic. Colic? You maybe give it a bit of stress, but not colic, surely. But that's not fair. Like the baby's fine. It's having a little, it's having a meal. It's like having a suckle. Just if you want to have an angry phone call with your husband, that's fine. <laughs> to the same Who's coming up with this? <laughs> these are these, are they doctors? This is what's fearful. Yes, of course. Okay, 1940s. Back away from the radio, ladies, because if you're listening to music too loud, uh, you could get simply excited. So pregnant women were asked to avoid excitement. loud excitement, mm-hmm. anything loud. Don't get excited. Can you imagine that woman in 1875 having an orgasmic birth? <laughs> <laughs> band, band, she'd be going, what is going? She yeah, because they didn't want, they wanted you to be calm and relaxed and yeah, but bring, on the, bring on the labour too early. Sometimes and you want to listen to your own tunes and, you know, and carry you were, on You were treated there. like an invalid, I think, back in those days, weren't you? Like you, you were. were and you were Treated dumb. Yeah, so you were treated like you were sick, like you were this feeble yes. woman who couldn't do anything. All your yes. job was to do was to look after yourself and then have a baby. And anything you did say wasn't taken seriously or that you were just making things up or you were daft, in fact. So in the 1950s, advice for new mothers, if you were reported feeling sad, postnatal depression, anything like that, uh, they were told to strip furniture to cheer them up. Where did they get what? the connection between stripping furniture? This is what I mean. This this is advice from doctors. What about you're knitting? weird, mate? What about come on? At least go with the times. Knitting or crochet or embroid. You know, a blanket of no, your choice. Oh, Again, Prince Charles is coming in to give advice. Um, <laughs> not, not helpful, let's say. Not helpful. Um, and how about just talk to this mother? Does anyone want to talk to her and find out how she's feeling and why no, she's feeling No, they don't like want to know. They don't no, want to know. No, Close the door. Yeah, give her options and just one. And how's this? 1960s, 
So a lot of our, our parents were born yeah. around this time. Um, prepare your eyebrows to raise sharply as Dr. Walter Sackett rem- <laughs> Dr. Walter Sackett recommended More giving... More like suck it, anyway. <laughs> suck it, Dr. Sackett. <laughs> Go ahead. Recommended giving black coffee to babies at six months of age because you want them up any longer, don't you? Like seriously. What, what was the reasoning behind it? It said it this, were, this was the same guy that also recommended it for their health, um, serving bacon and eggs to babies starting at six weeks bacon old. And eggs. <laughs> nice greasy breakfast because they had a Wash big night the black. night before. <laughs> Hair Wash of the dog. Wash it down with some black coffee. Black and coffee, in those days ristretto. it would have been like just disgusting. No beautiful beans like we have no. now. Maybe they did that in Italy. You know, with the coffee. Actually, it was so good. speaking of that, so this is moving to modern times, right? In Italy now, they do give their children, okay, probably not babies, but they do give their young children vino at dinner. Like red wine? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. At dinner. Yeah, because the French do it at breakfast, so why not? It's a European to thing. To say right? my grandparents, they're not Italian, but my grandparents were European. They've passed away now. And he would always give me booze. Under uh, by the table, come here, what come here, anything? red wine. Um, some of the and any Europeans will understand what this is called grappa. It's like basically home brewed, the strongest stuff you could you could run your car on this stuff. <laughs> oh, like a schnapps, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> more than a schnapps. Oh wow, like it's just it's a bit yuck. But anyway, he'd have that with some diet coke and go, come here, little sip like this. Little sip of this stuff. That explains you, lady, (laughs) in so many ways. Uh, Chanel's frontal lobe's not quite, uh, you know, formed quite yet. Uh, Still working on it. Thanks Look at me, I'm shade. judging you yeah, so bad. No, me. I know. No, that's quite normal. And I think in the 80s as well, my uncle would, <laughs> was so Aussie, give me a beer. Not give me a beer, a sip of beer. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm trying to fight it, lady. <laughs> trying to be bigger than the beer. But a little bit of like a shandy, a little bit of a, a shandy, shandy. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Or a little. I actually, I remember going to my auntie's wedding back in the 80s. I was a flower girl, a very mm. good one. Did a good job that day. Mm, I must have been about seven. And at the reception, I ran around all the different tables and drank the little dregs that was left in people's you wine glasses. You would have been absolutely bollocks. I was under the table asleep. They're like, where's Tamara? She was hiccuping and pissed <laughs> under the table at a wedding in a beautiful white flower girl outfit. Can I just yeah. point something out? that While that's funny and um, terribly bad that you had to, that you oh, were know, doing that. the supervision. But someone's dregs like spit. <gasps> Disgusting, Tamara. Oh. Wouldn't happen in a COVID world today, mm, would it? thankful for that. Yeah. Gross. Where were my parents? <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing it and stealing all those mint sticks. This in goes the, back yeah. to what we were saying about holiday with kids when our parents used to say, you should just sleep under the table. You were great. You'd sleep anywhere. Yeah. What are our kids doing now? Maybe, they, we weren't, maybe they were sleeping under the table because they were drunk, the kids. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was the best place to go if you wanted to have any contraband was just to eat. The, like my sister once got drunk on my Nana's Christmas cake because she put loads of brandy in it. <laughs> she did the same thing. She's under, where's Natalie? Oh, she's under the table. She was like two. <laughs> she's sitting there laughing, giggling to herself with a mouthful of like fruit oh, cake. That really heavy fruit cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no one likes apart from two-year-olds who are drunk under the table. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my. I'll drink you under the table. <laughs> So back to what they do overseas. So Chinese babies are taught to relieve themselves on the toilet on command of the parent whistling so that the parent would hold a whistle in their mouth and go toot 
and then they would have to go on the command of a whistle. So does they have a, do they do that every hour on the hour? So even I have they no need idea. To pee. So basically, it's starting when they're a few months old. I don't know how that works because how they're sitting up at a few months old, they're like donk fall off the potty. Yeah, and then it says according to the Washington Post, most are fully trained by age two, on command of a toot whistle. Okay. Oh, no shade. But a bit of shade when they're little. So far what, but then when you're an adult, I feel like that's not a great idea because your alarm goes off at seven and then you wet the bed. <laughs> or you, you're just having flashbacks. You're like, I'm not going until I hear my mum whistle. Yeah, what do you do? You're going to have to set your own whistle in your own adult life to make sure you pee at the so right spot. You, so you walk into a public toilet and all you hear is these whistles going off. Boop, boop, boop. Probably in China, maybe. Because they're all tooting their own whistle because they've learned oh, to blow their whistle oh, first. Right, they're all, they have to toot their own whistle <laughs> to, to go, otherwise they can't. Yes, they'd have to walk around with a whistle. True. Or what if, what if you're standing at the traffic lights? And Someone goes, whistles. Don't, don't, don't. It's got to run down my leg. I know. Yeah. But at yeah, the traffic lights with the little man, it goes beep, 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 beep. You know, just pee yourself <laughs> crossing the road. There'd be triggers all over the place. Oh, oh. That is so funny. I don't think they thought about that before this, they started it. This is one weird thing that I actually think's great. Um, I don't know about the second part of it. It feels a bit weird in in the Western world to do that. Um, But as far as this is concerned, in many parts of Africa, the responsibility of raising the child lies with the entire extended family. Everyone's pitching in. Imagine that babysitters everywhere. Mum has a chance to recover. Yeah. Everyone's doing their bit. That's it. None of this isolation like we go through. Yeah. Everyone's doing their bit. I think they do that in India as well. It's very – it's community – it's a community – well, they all help each other. Yeah, it's a commune of people helping mm-hmm. out. And the next bit, it isn't unusual for mothers to share breast milk with other people's children in the Democratic Republic of Congo and Kenya. Like wet nursing. They're wet nursing. They're all doing oh, it. But they're all doing it, their own babies and whichever baby wants yeah, to so be Yeah, so basically fed. if um, my sister was having a nap and her baby needed to be fed, yeah. I kept the milk supply up so I would then breastfeed her baby. You know, though, I, I remember my friend telling me her mum did that for her cousin or something. Yeah, They right. were breastfeeding at the same time and that would have been in the 50s or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So 60s. So maybe. For me, in all honesty, I get that protective nature where I'm like, it's my baby, I'm the only one breastfeeding her, she's mine. Right, and you're worried that you would be worried the well, scent would be carried on I don't know, but else. it's just, it's, that's my baby, I'm doing it all, whatever. Like, you know, it's a bit different if, if you, if I express milk or use formula or whatever and someone gave her a bottle, that's, that's not yeah. too bad at all. But when it's from you... And your breast and someone else is doing it, I would be a bit like territorial. I don't, but you probably, because you've not grown up in it. So exactly. if you had, you would, you know, if you had to do it tomorrow, well, you know, that'd be weird. How does if granny you, get the milk going after that long? I don't think granny's part of the milk circle. Well, Granny's, no, granny they're might all throw it out there like a dummy. I don't know. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> it might happen. True. But yes, no shade, but we're just so not used to that. No, we're not, not at all. But, I mean, I reckon they're getting some sleep. Which is a really great thing. They're being (laughs) fed. Everyone's talking, helping. Exactly. There's so much love. Anyway, I think that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, Chanel. (laughs) Good on you. I think that's great. Why don't you tell people they're disgusting for thinking things (laughs) when no one's saying it's disgusting? (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about some of the most weird that we've kind of discovered, but how about some of the weird things we do that we 
all do. Like, you know, you haven't got your baby with you. Another baby is crying. You're in the shopping line. You're swaying. Like you've like you're absolutely had way too so much used wine. to it. Yeah. And people are looking at you and you're swaying and staring and not blinking and they're thinking, what is wrong with that woman? <laughs> but it's just I've done that it's so many innate. times or I've jiggled. I've start, started to jiggle. It's like having a sea legs but it's your baby legs, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's things like that. I did that once with a fake baby in one of those ergo carriers. I had a fake baby because I was doing a, a commercial, TV commercial, and I had to be a mum. So oh they put a fake gosh. baby. And I'm standing there waiting to go on and I'm doing that jiggle thing and patting a fake baby. <laughs> and I wasn't even, I didn't notice. See? And someone said, what are, you, what are you doing? You can tell that you're a mum. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, you don't realise. No, no, it happens. What about when you refer to your partner as mummy or daddy now, not when the children are present? When you go, dad, <laughs> in, the, in the bedroom. Down the hallway. <laughs> daddy. No, when you, when you refer to them when you're just talking to them, not saying to, let's say if I said to Ollie, go give that to your dad or go see daddy, that's fine. But yeah. what if I call Dan daddy? That's, and he, and that's the kids aren't weird. around. Yeah. Dad, daddy, what are you doing? <laughs> would, you like, would you like a coffee, daddy? <laughs> That's sick. That's sometimes I've called, I've just been talking to my mum and I'll go mum and call Kai (laughs) mum or I've called my dad honey and so many weird things, like gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey. Oh, no, 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 dad. I will call you father from now on. (laughs) Father. Father. (laughs) What about the weird voice that we suddenly start using sometimes um, when we're talking to the kids, other people's kids, whatever. Hello. Oh, aren't you a little? That is disgusting. Oh my gosh, your face. If you could see Chanel's face, it actually is scary. That scared me. Well, I, yes. Exactly, it's weird. Do you do it? Do you do it? I hammed that up a bit. You did, but when we don't, sometimes don't realise the babiness we do. Like in some, hello, some baby's face. Like that's weird. Yeah, the baby's probably laughing, going, "You're an absolute twit." (laughs) (laughs) But it's hard. I think it's a default method, isn't it? You go up to the kid and you can't go, "Hey, how you doing, Brian? Yeah, good. Yeah, how's your day? Who's named that kid Brian? Okay, somebody, somebody out there. We can only hope." You know, what do you do? Like, oh, the weather's good, isn't it? Hey, new toy, love it. Like, I feel like they're not going to – we have to. We feel like we have to be big. I think so you can, can ham it up, but then that sometimes it doesn't need to be too much. You can kind of go, hello, little one, excitable. Yeah. Not, <laughs> 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 too crazy person. Excitable, not oh, crazy. Or oh, when there's older people who do You're that. You're not a raving lunatic. No. You know, but when people do that and they – don't realise that the kid's probably like nine and they still do that. And Hello. Come to mummy. <laughs> wow. And one wow, more Chanel, got. I can't even handle it. I do this often actually and it is weird and I know it's weird and Eat I still do it. No, yeah. no, no. That's in the dustbin. Um, no, I tell stationary objects off when they hurt Ollie. So if he's clearly yes. walked into something yeah, like a and chair. he's crying and he said to me, Mummy, tell it off, tell it off because he's a little Greek Ollie. Oh, cute. I literally will tell something off. So I'll stare at the wall and go, don't you do that to my Ollie. That was naughty. naughty. Say sorry, wall. Naughty, naughty wall. <laughs> and then what does the wall say? Nothing. <laughs> he's like, gee, th- th- this furniture is really offensive, Mum. <laughs> 
doesn't even apologise. I've told the door off, told the door frame, corner of the couch. She's going to be petrified the bench. of your house. <laughs> this house. But you know what? I'm laughing as well because my mum's done it. Oh, so I that's I've where it came from. from. So my mum's come in and gone, I'm going to tell that naughty wall off, Ollie. Yeah, my mum would She's do it with up a chair. And at the wall. Yes, that naughty chair, that naughty wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chair's like just, just sat there. Must have been a <laughs> must have been an eighties thing. Maybe it's to make you laugh because I reckon mum would do it, and it was like she's yelling at the chair, and I'd be but like, "Ollie's oh, really ha, ha. serious. <laughs> he stands there he's and wants me. He wants me to reprimand that chair or that thing. He's waiting for the apology. He's just you're wondering why he's staring at the wall for three hours. What are you doing? I'm waiting for the apology, mum. You know what I should have done the other day, um, Thomas, a bit of a heavier toy, not a plush. Ollie, Thomas the Tang Engine. Ollie, okay. Ollie, no shoes on, stood on it, no shoes. He's crying, oh, I stepped on Thomas, like that. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put Thomas in timeout, shouldn't I? <laughs> should have. Did you? No. What happened? I missed the opportunity. I will oh. do it again because you know what? I guarantee my children will continue to leave their things all over the floor. You'd be there all I'm day. I'm going to place them in timeout. I'm yeah. going to put Thomas in the corner, leave him there and set the timer for how old is he? Probably 20 years old. It's an old toy. You can sit there for 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh it's based on um how One many, minute per. How old they are. Yeah, according to Super Nanny Joe Frost. Right. So you put the amount of, oh, and as that's, they get older. Yeah, that's oh. timeout. That explains why I've been in the corner for 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 Kai one. puts me in the 40, okay, don't add the minute. Kai, Kai often puts me in the corner. Nobody puts Tamara in the corner. No, they don't. But sometimes they do. No. And I pop weird. up at the window and then like shimmy you through. Come on, like get out. Let's run off. <laughs> Thelma and Louise style. Bye. What? But why is Kai putting me in the corner? Daddy. It's because I call him Daddy. <laughs> Look, let's just say it's all too weird sometimes. Um, And if you've got any really brilliant weird things that either you do, you've read, someone's told you, please send it in, motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or flick us a message on Facebook or Instagram because we will reshare these. I love it. And it's all great. It's all – we don't judge anyone. We're just – I mean, we might a little bit, but that's fine. You know, (laughs) each to their own. You do it. We all probably do weird things, let's face it. And, you know, it's part of the brilliant rich fabric that is our world that we live in. So whether you eat a placenta or lick your baby after birth, it's all good in the hood. Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.